welcome to Gardening Related. <clears throat> I'm in Oregon, and my niece, Elizabeth... Hello. ...is in New York. <clears throat> Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good, thanks. <clears throat> I'm good. How was your holidays? <clears throat> oh, it was so nice. We had... It was busy. It was nice. Uh, I'm glad that it's done. <laughs> Spoken like a woman. <clears throat> yeah, right. It's like, oh my god, it's it's so so much to do. Um, but we we got it all done. It was good. Um, actually, I have to brag. Good. We just put Christmas away, which. Wow. I know. I know. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> I am too. I mean, sometimes I've had Christmas up till February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, for context, we are recording on January 2nd and 2023. 2023. Welcome yes. to the new year. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so it's January. <clears throat> it's January and the, um, the things that gardeners do in January is usually kind of boring, <clears throat> like sleep, <laughs> rest. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I thought we'd—I'd like to talk about seeds today, because of course it's—it's it's seed ordering. If you haven't ordered them, you need to get on the stick and order. <clears throat> if you have ordered them, <clears throat> good for you. Look, I know you're looking forward to it and dreaming about it. Um, <clears throat> and also um, in the seed stuff it's really good to try and order from seed catalogs that are based around you mm -hmm. so that so that where where they're growing the plants that harvest the seeds is very similar in climate to where you're going to be planting them yes <clears throat> yes exactly local That's really seeds too local seeds and you're supporting your local farmers as That's well right. and your local businesses businesses exactly and if they don't have all the seeds that you want because almost nobody does <clears throat> when you read the seed catalogs make sure that you look for things like how many seeds versus how much money mm. i mean I, I look at a site and I see all these beautiful petunia seeds that I'd love to grow for my potted plants. And they're uh, $4 or $5 a packet. And there's 10 seeds. Oh, my God. Or maybe God. five seeds in a petunia plant. A petunia. It's not like it's some rare exotic thing. It's a petunia. Yeah. So, yeah. so make sure, make sure that you're not getting, you know, I'm not going to say ripped off, but make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of before you really buy. And also look at the zones. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in a zone three or four and you're going to buy a plant that's in, that's suited for zone nine or 10, which is tropical or almost, it's California, <clears throat> you may have trouble with it um, come September in your, in your area. It's not yeah. going to last that long. Don't be a See, dreamer. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's going to be an indoor plant for you, which is great. <clears throat> also, <clears throat> check out, and I know this is so nice because we live in a social media climate now, um, environment, that mm -hmm. you can seed swap. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that's something that we're looking at doing. Because I'm buying packets of a thousand seeds you know, poppies with a thousand seeds. And yes, the, I could throw all thousand out, out and, you know, feed the birds. 
<laughs> I'm sure they would. <clears throat> I'm sure. They- yeah. I'm sure they would love some poppy uh, seeds. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but instead, you know, if you can, if you don't need it, and your gar and your gardener friend next door or across the street or your cousin, do that. Even if they do live in a zif- different zone, some plants and some uh, seeds are good for both areas, both zones. Like poppy seeds are from three to 10. Oh my gosh. Wow. So some plants are just really diverse. They can do anything. But then also I was, um, you know, keep in mind, collecting your own seeds from your own yard are going to be over over the years, if you keep collecting That's right. year after year, they're going to be attuned to your specific microclimate. And microclimates are amazing. You know, the variety that you can get, um, the soil type, you are getting like your own special homegrown GMO. <laughs> as long as you know how to keep them well. Yeah, take advantage of it. Use it. Or um, I was reading something, and I I meant to read it before this Mm. podcast, about what to do for tomato plants because they have that gel around the tomato seeds. And that gel stops them usually from sprouting. But So you have to kind of dry that out on a paper towel and then lift the seeds off the paper towel and store them. And so there's all kinds of little things like that. There are Mm. some seeds that need to be uh, smoked or burned. They're very rare. They're very rare. <clears throat> pine cones, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. Pine cones. Well, yes. <clears throat> I got a bunch of um, uh, what you call it, milkweed seeds, and they specifically yeah. on the direction say either put them out in the fall so they winter over, or stick them in your freezer for you know thirty days before you. Um, you go ahead and plant them. They actually need the cold in order to germinate. Did they say freezer or refrigerator? Oh, let me see. I actually... <laughs> She's looking it up. I have them right here. I brought all my seeds out. This is the seed episode. Oh, good. So. <clears throat> Ooh, I got okay, so black Okay, so we'll talk about poppy. what poppies need. <clears throat> I'm excited about that. Okay, milkweed. That's okay. Um, oh, honey, be careful that planting. <clears throat> I don't want you spilling inside. them. Okay. Also, while you're it. opening it, <laughs> I need to talk about heirloom tomatoes for five seconds while you're reading that. Heirloom tomatoes and heirloom seeds usually have a far better flavor because they haven't been hybridized into something that is less uh, is more resistant to diseases and stuff. But sometimes that takes away the taste. However, your heirloom plants are still very susceptible to diseases. So you need to be careful about uh, what you're planting near it. If you're a smoker, Mm. do not touch your tomato seeds while you're smoking a cigarette. It will kill them. The nicotine on your fingers will kill the tomato plant. No way. Aren't nightshades uh, or um, tomatoes and tobacco both nightshades? Like they're... They're related. I I feel like they do. They at the bottom of a lot of my tomato plants a couple of years ago when I didn't uh, weed every week. I looked down and here's a bunch of nightshades. It's like, what are you guys doing there? It was a party. It was a nightshade. They all kind of hang out. 
It's the nightshade gang. But I ripped him out and sent him home, and um, hopefully <laughs> they will pout and not come back. So what does your uh, milkweed say? <clears throat> Shit. Well, Sorry. I just got a, <laughs> a bunch of lettuce seeds all over my, <clears throat> my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was, <laughs> oh, seal your packages if you're using them from year to year. <laughs> um, So it says refrigerate for three to four weeks if you're ju- doing a direct spring planting. Yeah. So, yeah. so not, so 40 degrees will do it. That's right. Um, but I think I'm going to go out and I don't know, try to plant them sooner rather than later. Just get it done. Just know that you might wind up with just birds eating the seed. Cover them with some tool. Okay. Yeah. Mark them and make sure that tool is down steady, you know. And if you have brick, if you have fat stones, wrap the tool around the fat stones so that the birds can't get under it. And Mm -hmm. if and when the little shoots come up, they don't get stuck in the tool. And when you rip the tool, you rip the seedlings. Okay, but don't ever put a seed out without a cover right during January. Just don't do it. Okay, I won't. I won't. Not yet. I'll wait. Poppies. I love poppies. Poppies. I love poppies too. Poppies take sun to germinate. You don't cover them. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Sun to germinate. And they take, they seem to take a long time to germinate because you're always waiting for them and looking for them and stuff. And then when they do germinate, they look like a little funny weed. They look like a little fuzzy little something leaf that doesn't quite look right. And you think, oh my God, I'm, I've got all these weeds in my poppies. Leave it alone. <laughs> if they are weeds, leave it alone. If they're poppies, leave it alone. And also, excuse me, because poppies are so thin and so tiny the thing, the general rule is to mix them with sand. Yeah. Yeah. So that when you're scattering them, you don't get 50 poppy seeds in one inch mm-hmm. and nothing for the next three feet. Yeah. Uh, because you'll get poppies out of that inch, but they'll all be two inches high. Right. Because there's not enough nutrients for right. them. <clears throat> so uh, I, I do about a 50-50. 50 cent, mm-hmm. 50 seed. And then I, I scatter them. <clears throat> and that helps a lot. Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, I'm thinking about where I want to get my uh, seed station set up for... Um, for planting. For planting. Yeah. <clears throat> so what so are you thinking? last year, well, last year I took over the dining room table <laughs> and uh, co-opted that for all Three. of spring. Yes. And that, that was... Just a, a little disruptive. <laughs> like, where do you eat? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just a little inconvenient constantly going around. So this year, I'm thinking of setting up a table in the basement. Okay. And our basement is not heated, and it's not finished, and it's cold and damp. Um, I think it, it stays, yeah, and dark. Uh, I think it stays around 50-ish degrees okay. um, down there. <clears throat> I mean, it gets warmer, but the lowest <clears throat> is around 50 degrees. Um, and I would set up like the heat, the overhead lamps, yes. the grow lights. Yes. Um, and get a second heat map, heat 
mat. Mat. Yeah. Mat. <clears throat> so that they can lay down and, um, you know, the dirt is warm. But what, what are, what's your thought on that? Um, <clears throat> I would turn my dining room table so that you could eat off of it uh-huh. and, get, and get around it easily enough. And I would buy one by 12 boards, like six of them. Mm-hmm. Cheapest you can find. Doesn't have to be pretty. Just one by twelves, <clears throat> and some uh, concrete uh, cinder blocks. And then I would, on your sunniest window, uh, just inside your sunniest window, which is probably the dining room window. Yeah. <clears throat> I would <clears throat> move it so that you could have the <clears throat> cinder blocks starting. I don't know how you would do that. <clears throat> maybe put it on a little table and have yeah. these rows, <clears throat> maybe four rows <clears throat> of f- foot high cinder blocks with these 12 by 12s on, uh, on them. Maybe I'll get a table. <laughs> I'll get a seed table <laughs> rather so than the- cinder blocking my two, two stories up carrying several cinder blocks. Sounds yeah, that's like true. a lot. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does. However, it does. It's cheap. <clears throat> it's cheap. Yeah. However, <clears throat> you can do two or three levels <clears throat> on one table with cinder blocks oh. or with, with something that's 12 inches high. Yes. You know what I'm dreaming of now is building like a window unit. Yeah. You know, that do can know. fit within the window and just oh, do all my seeds. I think I need to put forest on that. <laughs> well, it, it's doable. There are little mini uh, greenhouse thingies that, you know, like we have one that's that's about uh, six or seven shelves. It's very lightweight. It's encased in a, a zippered plastic thing, and it has these shelves on it. Oh. They're not expensive. I mean, you'd spend more for a table, a good table that would sturdily hold all your seeds. Yeah. And you could you could put that in front of your window. Like a like one of those bags that you hang off of your closet uh, that has the shelves in in it. Kind of. Only this is a little bit more designed for seeds. I will. Oh, uh, I love it. Oh my put, god! Yes, we'll I need we'll that. It, we'll put it on the website, and okay. it's <clears throat> if you put uh, two or three heating pads in it at the bottom. Yeah. With, with some seeds at the bottom that really like the heat, like don't put your pansies in there. Pansies don't like heat, mm-hmm. but your peppers do, mm-hmm. and your basil does, and your tomatoes do. And you put that in the uh, bottom part, then the heat rises, and uh, the plastic holds it in. Mm-hmm. And you could put that in front of your window, and it's uh, maybe 18 inches wide at the very uh, at the very most. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds like the perfect solution. Because I mean, it just takes so much space if you're doing it all horizontal, all yeah, all all the one way, but vertical. Oh, yes. Also, you need to time your seedlings so that Mm -hmm. you you don't want to start your tomatoes and basil now. No. No, we're just dreaming. (laughs) Right. You want to start things like your like your first of all, don't plant a poppy inside. They don't yeah, like being yeah. transplanted. <clears throat> mm-hmm. On the packet, it will say does better in C two planting or something like that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to replant a poppy. They resent being moved. Mm. <clears throat> Wherever your poppy is, that's where it is. <clears throat> that's where it is. <clears throat> and if you try to move it to someplace else, unless you take a big hunk of soil, 
a yeah. big hunk of soil and then dig it into that big hunk. Maybe you'll get one, but it'll pout. Anyway, <clears throat> you plant things like your pansies that you want first, your spinach, your lettuce can go. <clears throat> Even though you might be potting them up in your basement with heat lamps, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on, on a table with grow lights, it's still okay. I mean, I don't know how long your winter lasts in New York. It seemed to me as though it was forever. And, <clears throat> <laughs> well, it's feeling like spring over here now. Is it? And yes, it is. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay. Are we done with winter? Did we get did we get our little six weeks and now we're done? That would be great. I'm in for it. I'm into well, it. <laughs> six weeks starts counting after February second, which is a month yeah. from today. <clears throat> so yeah. I think I'm not hopeful, but no. I, I really oh, don't be hopeful. <clears throat> Just enjoy <laughs> what you've got. Notice that the daffodils are probably coming up. Yeah. And your crocus will be coming up. Soon. Soon. Yeah. Yep. And I planted a whole bunch more daffodils. I always feel like daffodils are a little gift that I, I give to myself in like, you know, the the tail end of winter. It's like when they come a, up, it's like, oh, yes, oh. it's a great gift. It's a great gift. Yeah. And also your crocus, you know, yeah. they're a gift, too. They're a yes. big gift, too. <clears throat> and you know what would be really good to plant? I don't know if it's in your garden or not around some of those crocus and daffodils to hide the ugly are poppies. Oh, yeah. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. So that they come Well, I have I have my crocuses <clears throat> and my daffodils kind of just spread throughout the lawn because okay. by the time we need yeah. to start mowing, yeah. they're, they're they're already gone. gone. Good. So, good, good, good. yeah. So I like just surprise surprise daffodils and crocuses just coming up. That sounds wonderful. I went nuts last year. I went nuts when my crocuses popped. We were just hanging out outside, and then I saw one. I made everyone come over, look at the crocus. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see it? There it is. <laughs> I remember seeing it on your thing, and I thought, I had an iris like that. I didn't know what the bulb was. I picked it up at Walmart and planted it, and it became a Dutch. It wasn't a Dutch iris. It Yes, it was a Dutch iris, not a not a bearded. Ooh. And I, I, I wrote I, I called up mother and said, Guess what I've got? And she's like, What? She was thinking <laughs> the flu, you know. And I said, A Dutch iris. And she's like, Oh, that's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. So we sound like loons to non gardeners. No, we don't right? we sound like sane, happy people to non gardeners who wish they had our passion. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they wish that they were this excited about a flower. And what's not, what's not nice to be excited about a flower? It's a right? flower. Right? Nobody now, doesn't like a flower. Oh, speaking of flowers, so I got a uh, uh, Rose of Sharon this did past you? summer. Okay. Yes, I did. I did. It was a... Um, uh, like a final sale. It was kind of, it was sad. She needed some rescuing. Um, so I got, I got one and she had a ton of seeds and I collected them. And now I'm looking at, at through my seeds and remembering that I have these rows of Sharon seeds. And I know that, you know, that's a tree. Yeah. Um, should I plant them? Should Absolutely. I see what happens? Yes. <laughs> Plant them a little later when it gets a little warmer, because if they do sprout, you're going to need a lot more space for them. So plant them later versus earlier. That's smart. That's and, smart and sane. Yeah. And I would Google them 
because mm-hmm. I've never planted a rose of Sharon seed. And I, so I don't know, but I would Google and see what the experts of rose and Sharon, and there are going to be experts online who will mm-hmm. tell you about, do they need stratification? Do they need, that's a uh, putting in the icebox. Do they need all oh. kinds of other stuff? So you don't know what a rose of Sharon, I don't know what a rose of Sharon needs except love, lovely tenderness. And I know you'll give it that, but look oh, for yeah. the, uh, look for the other things too. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do, doing research on seeds, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to do research. That's how I started. I started in Taos, New Mexico with no money, none. But I was given this uh, seed booklet, seed catalog that had how to plant the seeds, what to plant it with, what to plant it not with, and some recipes for it. And mm. I wouldn't plant a seed until I read that over three or four times. Mm-hmm. I was so excited I couldn't retain it all the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Each seed, each, each, you know, plant is like, you know, you're bringing life into the world. So you have to, you have to be prepared. It's like childbirth for me. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to have carrots this year. Yes. I'm going to yes. have carrots this year. Okay. So I read the instructions and it was all I could think of was carrots, carrots. So I had to read it again. And and then it was like, okay, make this, okay. And then how long does it take? Okay. takes a long time. So carrots. <laughs> and then I had to read it again for the whole thing. And then, yeah. I, and then I had to read the recipes for, and all the while I'm planting then, I'm still, I'm dreaming about eating yeah. these carrots. And frankly, I let them go. Some of them, I planted a huge amount. And I let them go until Taos uh, frost, which is September 1st, which isn't mm-hmm. hard <clears throat> because carrots take a long time. And I had this, they were like candy. They were the sweetest carrots I've ever put in my mouth. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our first, our first crop of kale this past spring. Yeah. It was so sweet. It was so good. It was, it was not the kale that you get at the store. It was not even close. No, it wasn't. And it was, it's always amazing how juicy it is. It's almost like a whole, you can taste the vitamins. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can can can. taste the nutrients. It's like you can taste, it's like licking God's hand. You can Mm. taste the goodness. I love that. I do that with lettuce. I hate kale, but I do it with lettuce and spinach. Oh my God. And it's like, this is like a meal. It's like there's beef in here. But it's all lettuce. <laughs> it's as good as beef. Lettuce. It's, grow it yourself. It's way better because you, you don't have any of the fat content, so it's perfect. <laughs> One of the things, if you've been a, a, a good gardener and you've taken notes, you should look over your notes. Mm-hmm. This is the time to look them over calmly when you're not in overwhelm. Yeah. And look yeah. and see, okay, so this didn't work. I got to remember that. I got to remember not to do this or not to do that or don't water them at night. Water them mm-hmm. in the morning when the sun is up. Yes. And and one thing that I've been doing a lot of is uh reading too. Not just my own notes, but but books on on gardening and what to do and it's giving me such great ideas and I'm getting so excited and I'm realizing, "Oh crap, well I did that wrong um in the, in last spring or summer or, you know, I set up a new garden bed um in the autumn." Yes. And I did it wrong, I'm okay. realizing. Okay. So, so, you know. So what? So, there it is. <laughs> So I heard recently that there's no such thing as a green thumb. Oh. 
that the people who think they have green thumbs are actually just more well-educated. It's knowing what you do. Yeah. And reading is the fastest way, unless you want to go to school. I went to Master Gardener's classes, and they taught us in 18 weeks what normal horticultural majors learn in four years. Wow. So your head is spinning, and you have all the material, and you you touch it. It's kind of like licking the cake, icing, but not actually eating the cake. Mm. And in mm-hmm. the years that pass, then, you realize that you need to go back over and reread and notice and figure it out. And you hear mistakes, and you see your mistakes, and you think, oh, yeah, didn't they talk to me about that in class? And wasn't I supposed to do this and that or the other? And, oh, yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> Every gardener on the planet does that. Every single one of us. And I remember going to a master gardener class. It was the first two or three weeks that I was in in the program. And they make you go to classes at night, which are wonderful. They weren't really classes. They were programs. And all the master gardeners, including the not just the trainees, but also the old ones, had to go to a certain amount of classes to keep getting educated. And this class, this program was on tools. And I thought, I know everything there is to know about tools. I don't need to go to this class. Well, let me tell you. The people who brought in their tools were tool makers. And they told us about why the shovels are built differently. I thought a shovel was a shovel is a shovel. No. You have a uh, flat-ended shovel. That's not for digging. Yeah. That's for yeah. scraping along things. A hmm. pointed shovel is for digging. Then there's a small shovel, a small flat-headed. That's for digging in a, a, a ditch. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, with a, a handle that looks like a, a short handle with a, a, a round handle hole, hold to it. Yeah. <clears throat> that's for small digging. And <clears throat> there was just 10,000 things I learned that day. And <clears throat> and they could detail back when the first shovel like that was designed. And almost oh always it was in wow. England because somebody, you know, there's a, there's a place on a shovel where you're supposed to put your foot. Mm-hmm. And if you don't yeah. have a little bent place in the wood, in the, at the back end of the shovel to put your foot, it's not, it's not a digging shovel. It's a scraping shovel. Huh. And they, they developed that because too many gardeners in the 17th or 16th century put holes through their shoes. Oh, so and that's sp- such a bummer when you're in the 1600s. You no, can't kidding. just go to DSW. <clears throat> no, or Payless or whatever else. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, you can't. <clears throat> so the whole trick is to know that you are standing on centuries of other people's wrongdoingness mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. mistakes in order for you to make your life better and easier. I almost cried. <laughs> I almost Tools. cried in class. Tools. It's a tearjerker. <laughs> it so is. When you know that some of the most wonderful, famous names in in gardening from 200, 300 years ago are helping you out today. Yeah. Today. Yeah. That's <clears throat> such a good way to think about it, too. It is. <clears throat> because people, yeah. 
all around the world. You know, right now in the Southern Hemisphere, for those of you listening from the Southern Hemisphere, we're so jealous that it's spring there. And we need your, we need your beautiful photographs of all your beautiful blooming things right now. Yes. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> but, but since man began, I mean, they found seeds and planted them and yeah. ate them. And this is, I mean, the English have kind of got a lotsy. They've got a, a lock on how to do things in a better way especially mm. in gardening. Mm. And so when you read English gardening things, you're going to find out so much more than you bargained for. Yeah. What are you going to say? You're going to say something. So, yes, <clears throat> I found this out recently. This <clears throat> is like my mind-blown moment. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was reading a book. Um, I think it's actually the book that uh, uh, I gave you. It's Good. Uh, one, uh, miraculous abundance yes which is all about permaculture in france it's a little book corner highly recommend that book it's a great one it's called um, miraculous what abundance. miraculous abundance by oh. okay. by somebody we'll put it on the website <laughs> <clears throat> by somebody really good <clears throat> yes uh abundance uh so it's Miraculous Abundance. It's a French author, so I'm going to butcher his name. It's okay. The one quarter acre, two French farmers, and enough food to feed the world. And it's by no. Charles Charles Herve Greer and Perrine Herve Greer. It's by Charles and Herine. Okay, fine. Perrine with a P. Perrine. Charles yep. and Perrine. Miraculous Abundance. Quarter One quarter acre, two French farmers, and enough food to feed the world. Um, and it was so good. Oh, my God. My hair was on fire reading that book. I was okay. so excited about everything. What and did one you thing learn? that they one thing that they were talking good. about good. was um, about how we are as humans programmed to love gardening. We are. We so smelling dirt releases endorphins. Oh, and God, I, I know we've all felt that, you know, oh, you get God. into it's the dead of winter. You have to repot this plant that's like on its last leg and it hasn't been watered in so long. And oh my God. And so you you get out your bag of soil and you just open it and you're like, oh, yes. that's what life feels like. Yes. I had forgotten because that's what happens to me. So It's what happens to him. every gardener when they yes. smell dirt. <clears throat> right? Oh, I, remember being, I remember being in New York City, living in Manhattan, and the first warm day, that smell of soil came mm. across the Hudson to me, and I kept thinking, my hands are too clean. I've got to get my hands in some dirt. Yeah. <clears throat> I did. <Yes. clears throat> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it heals you. It, it heals does. you. It does. Good dirt is the best. I'm obsessed with good dirt. The other thing... That combos with that. Yeah. So smelling dirt makes us happy. And humans can smell rain from a mile away. We can smell rain the same way a shark smells blood. No. Yeah. Rain. Rain. We love rain. We love rain. We love the smell of rain. I know. Ah. <sighs> That's fantastic. I'm always amazed at the at the weather reporters who live in dry areas saying, oh, it's going to be another sunshiny day. And, and it's like, you haven't had rain in four months. You're, you're 
You've got drought-stricken everything. Yeah. Stop talking about how great the weather is and start talking about needing rain. Make people mm. aware. <clears throat> rain yeah. heals you. Rain heals you. Yeah. Rain and dirt and sun. Like, yes. plants need it, but I think we need it just as much. Yes. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. And speaking of books... Now is the time to be reading not only your catalogs and your seed stuff. So let's pretend that you've got all your catalogs and your seeds already ordered and you've taken, uh, you've taken your, um, notes out and, and resolved to fix whatever it is that you're going to fix. And it's only January 15th. You know, you're, yeah, you're bored. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? You got really? those new <clears throat> Christmas socks on, cup of warm tea, That's going right. through, <clears throat> circling everything you want. <clears throat> And so now, now is the time to start reading gardening books. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest pleasures. You can read, there are two types of, gar, uh, two types of, of, of books. There's the how-to books. And then there's gardening literature. Mm. And I discovered gardening literature through a writer called Beverly Nichols. It's a man. Beverly with an E-L-E-Y. <clears throat> And Nichols, uh, N-I-C-O-L-E-S, L-O, yeah, Nichols. He was English. He was a contemporary of um, Noel Coward. Mm. His books are published today. They've gone out of print. And his books are published today by Timber Press, which is a little uh, publishing company out here in the Northwest. Because everybody out here in the Northwest is kind of like they are in England. They're crazy about gardening. He was a wonderful gardener, and he wrote about his life and about buying this old house and planting a garden and his neighbors and village life, and he would go every day into his garden and look at every new thing that came up and every new leaf and every new flower. You'll love him, and he does it with a sense of humor, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So I can highly recommend him. Um, For the how-to's, I can't recommend enough the king of uh, garden how-tos, which is Christopher Lloyd. Mm. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is the Laurence Olivier of of gardening. He has a uh, had a garden. He died uh, in uh, twenty, I think, twenty oh one or two or three, around in there. <clears throat> he had a, a fabulous and still does have a fabulous garden called Great Dixter, who he left. Um, his head gardener in charge of, who is named Fergus Garrett. And you can go online to Great Dixter today. Just Google Great Dixter Gardens, and you can go online, and for a certain amount of money, he teaches classes that you can actually... um, So if you're in America, you can't get up at 4 o'clock in the morning for his 8 a.m. class or whatever, or his 12 midnight for his 8 a.m. class. So what you do is they tape them, and then for $15, you play the tape whenever you like, and you get to keep the tape for so many months so that you can go back over it, and you will learn so much. It's unbelievable what you can learn. So <clears throat> you, I, would, I would highly advise people to do that, because what he's doing, Fergus is doing, is he's, they've set up a fund so that that garden will live in perpetuity. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's wonderful. It's a big deal. And I know, you know, it's like, well, Rebecca, what makes him so special? His parents had a garden that was designed by the great gardeners of the 19, 
a one or two or three. And, and then he built on that. By the time he was three years old, he knew the names of all the plants in Latin. Oh, my God. He's a so prodigy. The, yeah. And so by the time he was your age, he was already bored with forget-me-nots and tulips. So Christopher's mind turned to something more interesting. And so his combinations are shocking, mm. are wonderful. They take you by surprise. And his gardens are spectacular. He specialized in succession planting. Now, that doesn't mean it means hard work. But yeah. it also means that your gardens look good 24-7, 365. Ooh. Okay. And, when you, when and it's you, always different. It's always different. Oh, that's so exciting. So Christopher Lloyd has many, many, many books out. Mm -hmm. Any book you read of Christopher Lloyd's, you're going to learn stuff. He wrote an article uh, a week or a day. I don't remember. I, I, wasn't a I, I wasn't gardening when he was writing. But he wrote an article uh, for um, Country Magazine or a newspaper or something for 40, 50 years. So... He's very easily readable. And he'll talk about plants you've never heard of in Latin. Go look them up. All you've got to do is Google them. You don't even have to have a great big book like I used to have to have. <laughs> you can Google them and find out about them. And it's like, oh, that's a Joe Pie weed. Or, oh, that's a daisy. Or that's a, <clears throat> a papier, you know, is a, uh, is a poppy. It's not a hard thing to, but then you get to learn more. Yeah, and as, you, and as you learn more, you want to buy it. And when you buy it, you learn the Latin name, you learn the the common name, you learn the slang name, and you learn how to grow it. And that mm -hmm. makes you a good, a better gardener. Yes, yes. So now is the time for you to treat yourself with books. Mm -hmm. And if you've already missed the boat for what your relatives gave you for Christmas, think about it for next Christmas. Make your lists. And the <laughs> library, the yeah. library. Honestly, I've. Yes. I've Plund plundered the library and found, you know, several great resources there. And then I always hold them for several months. And, and, <laughs> you know, and also you have Ithaca in your library series. In your library, because uh, you're from New York. Yeah, yeah. You have the Ithaca Public Library. And do you know that you can order a book from any library in your state? Mm-hmm. And, and they, they order it, they, have, they deliver it to you, and you can read it, borrow it and read it. Huh. So yeah. and when, Cor Cornell too. Cornell. That's right. So when you finish with your library's stack of books, you can go to another one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's exactly. really, really good. And also yeah. there's Kindle <clears throat> for those of us that <clears throat> love to read at night. Yes, Kindle's also always an option because I hate it when I sit down and I'm like, yes, okay, I have everything and my book is is in the bedroom yeah. and I'm reading in the living room. Yeah. I'm I'm always moving my books just uh, all day. It's just moving my books back and forth. <laughs> I know that feeling. Maybe you should set up one reading corner for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, but then I like to read at night and I always have seven different books going. And, you know, Do sometimes, you? yeah. Yep, sometimes it's a Stephen King carry, oh, you know, and but well, I stopped I reading that. I don't want to. I don't want to go to sleep on that, you know. No, so then I'm bad. 
<laughs> so then, you know, sometimes I'll start with that in the evening if it's if we're going to bed at like 9:15. I'll start with Carrie and then I'll switch over to a gardening book to put me to sleep so that I dream of flowers rather than, you know, blood. <laughs> what a good idea. <clears throat> yeah. Now, <clears throat> around March 1st, I had a girlfriend in Taos who used to live in Tuxedo, New York. Ah. Yep. Neighbor. So yeah. I'm talk I'm talking to you right now. All those people in uh, New York <clears throat> that live near Tuxedo, she would take out at March 1st, I, uh, she had a back fence that got a lot of sun. <clears throat> and no matter what the weather, <clears throat> she would take out her biggest nail and a hammer and a package of sweet pea seeds or regular pea seeds or snow pea seeds, <laughs> but seeds that were peas of some sort. <clears throat> March 1st. She nail and make, a hammer. She would nail and a hammer. She would make the uh, nail go in by, you know, hammer in the nail, the biggest nail she could find, and drop a pea in that hole. <laughs> and cover it over. Same thing. All the way down the line, she had the best peas of anybody in the county. Mm. So March 1st is not that far away. It's not. No. It's not. And I'm up, you know, I'm two hours north around of Tuxedo. So I'm going to do March 15th, 15th, 15th? Yeah. the Ides of March. Those peas are going in the ground. We'll, we'll what, try it. We'll see. I, I'll tell you what I would do. I would do it March 1st, March 7th, and March 15th. Ooh, good idea. Different Science fences. experiment. Yeah, and different fences and see what happens. Your March 1st ones might come up and go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. I would so love they're... that for them. I want, I want them to be successful. Tell me about what you think you did wrong mm. on your thing. <clears throat> Is okay, it well, you read the permaculture? Yes, Go yes. Ahead. And I, I want to do an entire dirt episode. Um, okay. You mean soil. Because I've been, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk, ab- we'll it. talk about it then because yeah. it's, it's, Let's dirt, do it's dirt related. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it in about another month or so in February so people can get used to the idea and get all of their uh, necessaries in, in line. Yeah, You know, like if they need stuff, they need to go buy it. They'll, they can do it without having to do it that day. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. What did you learn? Just about um, that. What did you learn that you didn't do right about your, your f- fall thing? So, and I would love people, listeners, um, feedback on this too if if anyone knows about these or if if you know aunt rebecca uh because i'm not sure i saw it on the internet and i thought well you know let's try and i didn't do i i did the exact opposite of everything that we're talking about today i did basically no research i just went ahead and did it shot from the hip that's okay Um, (laughs) sometimes that's the most fun and so what you learn from that yeah. So I went ahead and made a mound garden, yes. um, a mound bed. So yes. I we had a bunch of rotting logs. You know, we bought the place uh, 
about a year and a half ago and they had a wood pile way in the back of the yard that was growing mushrooms and moss and it was it was rotted. Um, so I took some of these giant logs mm-hmm. and I stacked them up. And then over the top of it, I put hay and garden clippings and cardboard and more hay and garden clippings and then some soil. And now I have um, uh, um, wood chips from the chicken coop, you know, so used poopy wood chips over the top of it. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the plan was in the the spring to cover it over with manure and good soil. And then because it's a mound, you have more square footage. Right. Um, So because it, it, you know, curves over, you have the height in the space. So but I learned that um, it's not good to bury things so deep where they can't get oxygen because they don't rot properly. And they don't get into, they don't become soil the right way. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read in my permaculture book. Fair enough. I would say that if you bury those logs in two feet of soil, bury Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. instead of laying them on top of the soil, he'd be right. They would, they would kind of uh, ferment. Atrophy. Yeah, yeah. Ferment. Yeah. Ferment. And you can, you can smell when soil has been waterlogged too long and it's just mm. stinky. It's just mm. stinky. <clears throat> but logs that are covered in <clears throat> that stuff, there's air in between them. Uh huh. And there's particles in between them and there's um, microcosy or whatever you call that stuff <clears throat> in between them that will absolutely get that those those uh, logs to uh, decompose okay yeah because it did have mushrooms on it so it has some mycelium that's it it has yeah yeah also if you have any uh compost i would Mm -hmm. throw i would lift up uh, you know some of the soil and the cardboard and throw some compost in there and let that Mm. start working in there some raw compost your orange peelings your this or that now, do you know what kind of logs they were? I have no idea. Okay. I have no clue. <clears throat> because if they're fur Could logs, be willow. <clears throat> Could actually be willow, which would be amazing. Right. Wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. Willow also has a tendency to um, uh, grow, a, you know, from a cane. <clears throat> so if oh, you get starts yeah. next year, you'll see. <clears throat> Elizabeth. So I have to watch out for willow trees. Elizabeth- I just realized now that it could be willow. It's okay. <clears throat> Listen <clears throat> to me, Elizabeth. Win, lose, or draw, you're succeeding by learning. Yeah. That's what you have to focus on. Not the results. Yeah. The, the learning curve is what you're on right now. You need to think of yourself, and this is going to sound mean, and I don't mean to sound mean, but no. you're, in, you're in first grade. Yeah, I am. You're so sweet. And, you know, you got to the alphabet. You wrote all the alphabet out. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So what you inverted a couple of letters, big deal. <laughs> your- my D's are P's and my P's are B's. <laughs> and you know what? It's learning. You know there's an alphabet. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's really about the learning right now. That you ate from your garden last year is a huge win. Yeah, yeah, huge. 
A lot of people I know spend 10 years building the soil before they get anything decent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> You're doing fine. <clears throat> if it's willow, you'll work on it. <clears throat> yeah. If it's fir, you'll work on it. Get a, um, and I think you have one, a soil testing kit to see what kind of pH you've got. Mm-hmm. Once they start to run and put some, uh, Put it now, put it, you know, bury it under there, put some orange peelings and some lettuce things and whatever you've got, start putting it under there now, even though it's frozen out there, or mm-hmm. actually it's not right now, so that some of the, <clears throat> some of that composting will start to result in, in uh, rotting those trees out some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And draw the worms and draw that stuff out and it'll be fine. You don't know yet. <clears throat> yeah. No. You don't know yet. No. I think the permaculture guy was probably, I mean, it could rot and we'll, we'll both learn then. Right. I <clears> hope <throat> I hope that it rots correctly. And I, I just hope that there are worms in there. And I have no idea because I did it in the fall. So I'm not working it. I'm not out there. I thought, well, I'll let it winter over and it'll rot and that'll be good. And That's right. <clears throat> and we'll see. And, and I true- think the whole point of the mound anyway is so that it doesn't rot right away you know right. so those it, it rots over time <clears throat> over time over yeah. time and it will create this sort of sawdusty kind of thing but the minute that you start putting raw compost in there or your kitchen scraps let's just call it what it is kitchen scraps you're gonna get worms Mm-hmm. yeah you may get your groundhog although i think he's in hibernation he is. I haven't seen him at all. I can Good. leave the chicken food out in the yard freely. And Good. Good. Yeah. I didn't know that they hibernated. <laughs> so I would do that. I would make, uh, I, I would get um, forest out there with the right kind of shovel <clears throat> Yep. and scrape away some stuff and leave some kitchen scraps here and here and here and here and here and see what happens. Cover them back over, put some newspaper over them because worms love newspaper. It's like they're calling. Oh, my God. It's like lobster to us. So put some newspaper over your kitchen scraps and they'll get the message. Boy, will they be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And okay. see what happens. And then and don't plan it until you've, until you've uh, tested what the pH is so that you know what to either grow in it or change the pH. And that's easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Oh, it's it's good. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I told you that one of my favorite speakers' titles was a woman named an Irish gardener named Helen Dillon, who said there, uh, I wanted so badly to go to this talk. Plants that I have killed. <laughs> I wanted so badly just to feel better, just to make me feel better. But yeah. <clears throat> every gardener on the planet has made stupid, sometimes expensive mistakes, and there's. There's nothing you can do about it but learn. Yeah. And when you do that, you're a success. Yes. Yes, but exactly. I, I have a feeling it's going to be fine. You know, there's this we'll wonder. There's we'll this, see. We'll see. There's this wonderful haunt. You know the name of it. There's this wonderful uh, Buddhist um, conclave over on Highway 1, just north of San Francisco. And <clears throat> they have a killer garden, gorgeous garden. <clears throat> And they had a compost pile the size of your apartment. Oh, wow. To the top of your ceiling. It was 13, 14 feet tall. It was 40, 50 feet long. And everybody knows that you don't put meat in a compost. Well, yeah. 
it, and they're, they're Buddhist, so that shouldn't be a problem. Buddhist. That's right? right. So they found a deer roadkill on the road, and it broke their hearts. They're not going to eat it. So they put it in the compost pile. Four days later, it was gone. It was composted in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a good hot compost pile is a big deal. And yeah. you think right now, oh, my God, this is – and, of course, it's California, and so <clears throat> it, gets, uh, <clears throat> it gets warmer down there than it does up here. But that's okay. You will learn from your, from your trial and errors, and I love that you're experimenting. It shows yeah. creativity and smarts and bravery. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. You're Thanks. Well, to. you know, I'm reading reading all these books and dreaming and getting getting all of these crazy ideas. So <laughs> that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing because the yeah. dreaming keeps you going throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. It does. Even when even when things start going downhill in September, you know, and it's like, oh gosh. Celebrate that it's time for rest. Celebrate that you've had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. This is the month for reading and organizing. Yes. Right? Yes. Organizing your tools and your seeds and reading and also, about what you're going to do. Also, your seed packets. So yeah. if you you planted lettuce last year and you have half again lettuce again this year. Yep. So in your spare time, you go get yourself some tabs, some tags for your lettuce seeds. Okay. And I was going to get you this for Christmas and I completely forgot. And a box of paper clips. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second. And a box of paper clips. And while you're sitting in front of the television or doing whatever you're doing quietly at night, you write out your tags for your lettuces. Oh, yeah. And then you safety, uh, you uh, paper clip them to the lettuce thing so that they're right there with the lettuce ready to go and they close the lettuce market. That is so smart. And then you're all set because it always frustrated me when I was planting seeds. It took me ages to write out the dang tabs. It took me longer to write the tags than it was to plant the seeds. But if I had them already with, when I was watching a movie, Oh my God, wouldn't I have been smug? (laughs) I love it. Yes, absolutely. So those tags, put them in your sink full of water mm-hmm. <clears throat> with a little Dawn soap and scrub them clean. Yeah. Don't use just a sponge. Use something that has a little grit to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. Then Clorox them. Then throw a little Clorox in there, let them wait 10 minutes and rinse them. The end. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And then they're good to reuse. That's right. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. Yes. <clears throat> I love it. <laughs> I know. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So what did, you, what did you have for dinner? So I made, uh, well, we had uh, we had a roast beef a while, a little while ago. Christmas, right. For Christmas. I yes. know. I know. So we had it in the fridge. We hadn't done anything with it. So I chopped it up and made um, uh, baked mac and cheese with that in it. Good. And uh, so we had baked mac and cheese and collard greens. Nice. And it was delicious. I'll yeah. bet it was. Yeah. What are I'll you having for dinner? We're going to have uh, shrimp and some uh, roasted vegetables on risotto. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds delicious. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Hans' birthday was yesterday. And we ate leftover Chinese, so I'm making him his birthday dinner tonight. 
Love it. <laughs> Old men get two nights. <clears throat> two nights. <laughs> two nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. If you, do you still have any more leftover beef? Uh, no, but I saved my beef bones and my my um, drippings and everything. I also so. highly recommend that you can make a really quick, easy, cheap uh, enchilada, fajita, oh, yeah. taco with the mm-hmm. beef. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and that make and that makes it easy too. <clears throat> yep. But the mac and cheese sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> well, we had we had some cheese left over, and we had some milk left over. Yeah, so it was it just, a. It just, it was meant to be. It just worked. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So um, this is the 2nd of January and our producer, my husband, Haunt, is determined that we shall um, try to keep this as current as we can. So he's going to try to publish this in the next week or so. Is that right? Honey? I love it. Yes. Good. About the next week. Um, <clears throat> we wish you all a very uh, happy, happy new year, a successful new year. And know that if you mess up and make a mistake, learn from it. It's okay. And then share your mistake with your other gardening friends because they need to learn it too. Yeah. Share with us. Let <clears throat> us know. Really? Um, follow <laughs> us, like us, leave us a review. That helps us out so much. Uh, we're on Instagram and TikTok. And oh, 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 we also have a Facebook page. Oh, excellent. So gardening related. So follow us, like us on Facebook and because um, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And ask, ask any questions or, you know, topics that you want, you want us to cover. We'd love to hear from you. Any reasonable questions. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking things up for the rest of my life. Which is a bad <laughs> idea either. <clears throat> but yes, we love to hear from all of you. We'd love it. All right. <clears throat> we love you. We love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Check us out on TikTok at Gardening Related. Our website at GardeningRelated.com. And our Instagram at Gardening.Related. Ask us questions. Buy supplies. Leave your feedback and give us some love. I like that.